So recently, um, I've been um, contemplating a way to communicate um, a little more in-depth with everyone and to share some deeper messages, a broader a broader insight uh, to what drives, you know, a um, someone who's pursuing excellence or somebody who's trying to push forward past the point that they are to be better. You know, I started teaching a few years back, and um, originally I I was teaching a skill set, you know, strictly mechanical. And then after experiencing many classes, both online and in person and master classes with people traveling in from all around the world to train, or even local people coming in to train, you know, I started getting feedback. And the feedback, how do I say this? The feedback changed me. The feedback made me realize that they weren't coming just to learn the skill set. They were coming to find out what drove the skill set. And that's really the basis of what I want to do here with these uh, podcasts is to explore and share with you some of the deeper, darker and more brilliant sides of um, what drives someone to pursue an avenue of perfection or excellence or or whatever. When I got that feedback and I began to understand a little better what they were literally looking for and what they were paying for when they did this, you know, I thought, oh, they're coming to learn the skill set. And no, you know, some of them literally told me, no, we came to find out who you were. And that shocked me. And, um, but it also made me realize, okay, oh, they're, they're looking for the, they're looking for the fuel to the jet, not the jet. They're looking for the fuel. And that made me look, uh, introspective to myself. And I found that, um, you know, there, there, there was definitely that there were things that caused me to to um, strive. And in those days, as we kind of start going a little deeper in this, survive. Um, I decided to learn the uh, Italian style. I had been using synthetic plasters for like seven years. And then I decided during the recession, I had always told myself, well, if you, if you got time, you should learn that. And And during the recession, all of the desire for uh, decor stopped. And, you know, my phone went silent. And so I said, well, why don't I want to use this opportunity to learn? And so I began to learn, but all the teachers during that time were falling off and, you know, either becoming cab drivers or they just literally went away and some of them died, rest in peace. And, um, you know, I was kind of like left on my own to learn. So, you know, I, I bled, I bled, uh, trying to learn. I ripped and tore every wall. Uh, I went through what all the students go through now when they write me and say, ah, I was doing a board and I got three rips or I got two rips or what do I do about this ghost spot or whatever. 
And the reason that I have that answer is I went through the nightmare. I went through the curve. And that therein is the basis of what I'm trying to communicate to you, the artist. You're probably facing, you know, like most people, obstacles every single day. Um, you know, formidable obstacles, things that you think, I'm never going to get past this. Well, that's where I was. Um, at the time that I did uh, a gold leaf motif uh, in Clovis, New Mexico, that, that was, you know, pretty popular. Uh, it was a great big, you know, probably 20 by 30 foot gold leaf stencil, triple embossed on top of glass Venetian, or what I thought was glass Venetian. It looks like total crap to me when I see it today. Um, but in those days, it was just all the rage, you know? And, you know, I got thousands of compliments on it. And um, people used to call it a masterpiece. I could literally walk in there now and I'm embarrassed uh, because I've grown. I've grown on my journey. But the point is, is when I was doing that, I was dead broke. I was dead broke. I think the total price for that install was like $10,000. Uh, to, to do that room and it was worth 40 but I agreed to 10 because that would cover the cost and you know maybe I'd net out enough to pay the bills you know I mean that's just how it was during the recession and um, I don't think I don't know I don't know if I had I don't know if I had a thousand dollars in my account at that time but what I had inside my internal account was I had this survival instinct. I don't know where it came from. I don't, at that time, I didn't really understand it. But that therein became the fuel. I knew I had some talent. I knew I could do some cool designs if I could find the, the palette to do it all in people's homes, people's walls. But um, more than that, I wanted to not cease to exist. And that's really where I was at that point. Um, mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. I was... I was at the bottom. I was at the bottom of the pit, and it was really, 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 really dark. But I refused to accept the darkness, um, and I, I always kept my head it tilted up enough that I caught glimpses of light, and in those little glimpses, I created. And I did that. I did that work. I think I netted. Net, 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 I think I drove away with 2,500 clear, which is nothing, nothing. Um, but I, nevertheless, I was happy with my creation. Everybody's acceptance of it really gave me the fuel to, to continue. But it was a very dark, lonely time. But I found friendship, light, power, um, hope, um, 
and, and the will to go further doing that in the darkness. And um, later on, uh, as, I, as I moved past that, I realized that the very nature of the desperation to exist, the desperation to be accepted, you know, anything that remotely came close to being accepted by anyone, friends, family, uh, industry, whatever. Um, I found that in that. And, and that's literally what started uh, my journey towards um, my, online, my online presence, which has grown to proportions that I never dreamt of. I know I have people 24-7 that I train, that pay me to train them. And they live all over the world. And the, the whole point of this is, had I not fought through the darkness that day, back in the recession, when no one even knew about me, barely, um, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today, which is training probably over 50 people in the UK, dozens in the US, and traveling to do installs for associates all around the world. And I've got a waiting list of masterclass students who want to attend the moment they lift the pandemic ban. Uh, some of them are coming over for what we call a super masterclass. It's two weeks and you know, it's upwards of $10,000 just to come and learn, just to come and see the fuel, just to come and experience excellence and perfection and what it takes to create that. You know, transferring soul to soul during a masterclass is one of the most privileged things I've ever been able to do in my life. It's, it's literally an honor. It just happens naturally when they come and they attend. But it's a beautiful thing because in one week or two weeks, I watch them grow into incredible artists that are able to install the most difficult, intricate installs in the world. And that's pretty cool. But I couldn't do it if I wouldn't have fought that day back then in the dark when I didn't have no hope and there wasn't a masterclass and there wasn't an Ivanetian and there, there wasn't the traveling around the world and um, setting up on a rooftop deck, um, mentoring students in the UK. I mean, think about it. One thing had to happen before the other. And my whole purpose of this podcast today was to reach out to you, the artist, if it's a little dark around you. If it's a little bit dark, my message to you is learn to fight in the dark. Take the little glimpses of light, even if it's just dim dark, take those. And 
use it to locate, you know, the obstacles. I call them dragons. I call obstacles dragons. Use that to learn to fight in the dark. Kill as many of those dragons as you can. You know, personally, I use them for scaffolding to, 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 to Venetian the walls. And um, as we go on in these podcasts, I'm sure you'll hear about some of those battles. Some of the battles that, you know, took me to... Look, I was on antidepressants for, for a year or two because, you know, during, during the recession time, you know, some thoughts were really messing with me. Um, but you know what messes with me right now? Because I chose to fight. <laughs> Not being able to sleep because I'm now global. And online global means 24-7 mentoring. So when they send me a text at 3 in the morning, I got a bubble how do I get rid of it? I got this, I got that. How do I do this? Um, how, how long should I let this coat dry? How much do I need to read? At three in the morning, I answer it. And um, so let me encourage you today that uh, if, you're, if you're in that dark place, if you're, if you're wondering about tomorrow and your place uh, in the industry tomorrow, Tomorrow, you could be one of the leaders if you choose to fight today. And I want to tell you that the fight is worth it. It's lonely, it's hard, it's bloody, it's messy, it's scary. It's all of those things, you know. And I'm not promising you you're going to be a, an industry leader if you fight. But I will tell you, you're going to be a soldier. And if you die... You're going to die with honor because you tried. And uh, sometimes that in itself is the fuel, knowing that, you know, you're doing what you need to do. You know, believe in yourself, believe in your dream. Look, at the time I started, Glass Venetian, do you want to know what they told me about Glass Venetian? They told me, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You're doing it wrong. Some people told me you should find an easier coding to do. And now they pay me 5000 a week to show them how to do it. Funny how things change, right? Stay your course. Fight like a soldier. And especially learn to fight in the dark.